When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 113. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there, friends, and welcome back. On today's show, we are outlining eight action steps that seasoned minimalists do every single Sunday. Now, Sunday is the day of rest. I know it. I believe it to be true. And I do believe that weekends should be spent slowing down. But I also believe that Sundays are the perfect day to get all our ducks in a row so that Monday through Friday isn't a crazy, chaotic, hold-on-for-your-lives disaster. So yes, while we should absolutely slow down and rest on the weekends, and especially on Sundays, we should also be doing a few little lifestyle tips and tricks so that our weeks move smoothly. On today's show, I am outlining eight strategic actions that set us up for sweet simplicity on Monday morning. Now, I'm really thrilled about this episode because I have chosen eight things that I think each listener listening can maybe choose one or two to enact in their own lives, and I hope that that is the case for you as you listen. Now, really quick, before we even jump right into the eight things that minimalists do on Sunday, please know that this week's show notes, everything we're talking about today, can be found at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 113. So let's waste no time and jump right into it. The first thing that seasoned minimalists do every single Sunday without fail is they empty their inbox. Now think about it. What does your inbox or inboxes, if you have multiple accounts, look like right now? Is it a crazy, chaotic mess full of thousands of unread messages, spam, to-do items? What does yours look like? In my inbox right now, I have, among other things, a missed payment reminder for my daughter's dancer's hiddle costume and a meeting acceptance request that I just meant to respond to earlier in the week, but life got in the way and I forgot. Sunday is the day when I pay online for that dance recital costume, and then I delete the email. And Sunday is also the day that I respond yes to that meeting request, I add it to my calendar, and then I delete that email too. Sunday is the day that seasoned minimalists 
go through and file away all those emails that need to be kept and put them into their appropriate folders. So an email from your aunt goes into the family folder. That email from my daughter's dance goes into her file. You get the idea. I choose to look at my inbox as a digital to-do list. And once an email or once a to-do item is taken care of, the email is either filed or deleted. It doesn't stay on that home inbox. The goal is inbox zero because zero emails means there are zero emails to do on that digital to-do list. Now, it might not be accessible for you. Inbox zero might not be accessible for you. And in my life, it's only rarely accessible for me. But when inbox zero does occur, it is the most satisfying, the most gratifying feeling ever. Now, related to cleaning out that inbox is tackling that physical pile of mail that accumulated throughout the week, right? So if you are in the habit of throwing all the mail into a gigantic pile and forgetting about it, Sunday, my friend, is the day that you clean it up. So you're recycling what you can. You're paying the bills that are in there. You are responding to your pen pals if you have any. Tackle the email, of course, but also tackle the physical mail. Now, if you want extra credit, you will also be unsubscribing to the spam emails. You will be getting off those marketing email lists, and you will just stop getting physical junk mail altogether. I listed out all the specific steps to do all of that and more on episode 13 of this podcast. It was all about hitting mute on the noise. I will link to it in this week's show notes. All right, so that's number one. You clean up your inbox. Item number two that seasoned minimalists do every Sunday is they perform maintenance. I have talked about performing maintenance on this show so many times, and I talk about it so much because I think it is just so important. (laughs) My children are messy. Most kids are, right? Uh, My husband, I love you, but you're can be a little bit messy too. (laughs) And by Sunday evening, after a weekend at home, our home just absorbs all those messes somehow. There are toys in the dining room. There are hair ties on the coffee table. You get the picture. Things are just out of place, right? In my home, performing maintenance is not this gigantic, stressful, dreaded task. It is a simple task. For me, it means that I grab a laundry basket and I walk around my house and I fill it with all those items that are out of place. I do this every Sunday. Then, because my kids are old enough now to sort of, kind of clean up their own messes, I dump out the contents of this laundry basket and then together we put everything where it goes. I make this fun. I make it quick. I make the entire experience into a game And I try to halt the whining before it starts. But another point here about performing maintenance is that I do not only perform household maintenance on Sundays, right? It is a daily task. It's just a part of my life. It's so ingrained in my days that I don't hardly even notice I'm doing it sometimes. Maybe I clean up a messy drawer, just tidy it up on Monday and... I sweep the entryway that's looking kind of dingy on Tuesday. When I see a mess, I just clean it up right then and there. 
And so because I do that on Sundays, performing that household maintenance does not take all day. It doesn't even take an hour. It probably doesn't even take 20 minutes, if I'm being honest. It's easy, it's painless, and because I perform maintenance every day, I do that because I don't want to spend Sunday nagging my kids and nagging my husband to put their junk away. I want to spend Sunday enjoying my family and performing as little maintenance as possible so that I jump into Monday with a clean slate and a clean house. Action item number three that seasoned minimalists do. You know what I'm going to say before I even say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. They meal plan and they meal prep. Now, I promise you, (laughs) I am not going to talk about meal planning for a third time on this podcast. I will just say that I have covered this topic twice before now on this show, episode 38 and most recently episode 93. I've covered it twice on this show. So check those episodes out if you haven't yet. But I have covered it two times because Meal planning and meal prepping has absolutely changed my life for the better. And if there is one thing that I make certain I do every single weekend, it is meal plan the coming week's meals. Now, if you already know that meal planning is not for you, maybe you tried it, maybe you hate it, maybe you don't want to try it, you are not off the hook. So don't just tune out here. At the very least, as a minimalist, you are doing your grocery shopping on the weekends and you are doing it in a highly strategic manner. The strategy here comes in your comprehensive shopping list. When you go to the grocery store, you are following a detailed list that you made with intention, as opposed to walking through the supermarket, picking up this, picking up that, buying that because it's on sale. If you do that, you may come home and realize that you have a bunch of mismatched items, you spent a couple hundred bucks, you have a bunch of items that don't make meals, right? So you will be going to the grocery store strategically. And the best part about grocery shopping strategically is that you don't have to run to the store throughout the week, here, there, everywhere, because you forgot the milk or you forgot the eggs or some other necessity. A comprehensive shopping list means that you get to go to the store just one time every seven days. It's beautiful. Action item number four that all minimalists do on Sunday, I love this, they cook a slow dinner. Now, right off the bat, the beauty of a slow dinner on a Sunday is that a slow dinner on a Sunday postpones that frenetic, manic Monday quality that is just around the corner on Monday morning. Some of my happiest childhood memories occurred on Sunday afternoons around my grandmother's dinner table. We would convene there every Sunday for family dinner. Sometimes I helped her in the kitchen. Sometimes I set the table. Sometimes I watched TV with my grandpa. But the point here is that there was never really an end time to those family dinners. No one was checking their watches under the table. Nobody had cell phones way back then. So nobody was checking their mobile phones. And the afternoon just naturally flowed into evening, right? In a society that is so reliant on go, go, going, embracing more of a slow food culture in your home really just slows down the entire food process. 
in a way that puts emphasis on the family as opposed to the family's schedule. In my family now, as an adult, both Saturday and Sunday afternoons are generally, not every Saturday and Sunday, but generally all about food. Preparing the night's dinner is the main event of the day, and everybody helps out where they can. My husband and I, we intentionally slow down all the pieces that go into making dinner, from the preparing to the cooking to the eating, and finally to the cleaning up so that the dinner and the enjoyment of the preparing for the family and spending time with my children. So that is the main event of those days. When you make that conscious decision to slow down dinner, (laughs) you naturally slow down all the other parts of your life too because you're no longer running here or there and everywhere because you have cooking to do, right? You have to get dinner on the table and you have memories to create too. So I suggest picking a recipe, either one that you've been meaning to try or one that you just know is a family favorite. Maybe you invite a bit of extended family over, the grandparents, the aunts. And if you want bonus points, maybe you even double that recipe and put one of the servings in the freezer for another day. That would be extra smart. (laughs) And then you just sit around the table with your loved ones. It's really simple. Don't make it an event. Make it completely stress-free. Don't have errors about it either. Remember, this is not Thanksgiving dinner. This is easy breezy Sunday dinner. Slow yourself down Sunday dinner. If something's burnt, no big deal. If there's not enough food, not really a big deal. (laughs) Make the focus on the family. Okay, I don't know what number we're up to, but the next strategic action item that all minimalists make sure they get done on Sunday is they make sure the laundry's done. Now, I am going to make a bold statement, and it is this. The laundry is not done when the clothes are clean, right? Anybody can shove laundry into the washing machine and either hang it up or put it in the dryer. Anybody can do that. If you do that, that's great. I'm so happy that there is clean clothes, right? But the laundry is done. It is only done when it's not only clean, but it is also folded and ironed if it needs to be ironed. And here's the key. It is put away. (laughs) Laundry is that never-ending job. But if there is one day in which you should aspire to be all caught up, It is Sunday, my friends, and that is because nobody wants to spend Monday morning hunting for clean and matching socks. I know this to be true because I have searched for those clean and matching socks on Monday morning more times than I would like to admit. Now, my children wear uniforms to school, so there is no need to set out their outfits because their outfits are already pre-planned. There's no choice involved for them. But if you have children who are choosy in their outfit selection, there is no harm in having them lay out their clean, folded outfits on Sunday evening. I have come to learn now, after six years (laughs) of being a parent, that parenting is not so much about putting out little fires everywhere, although it can certainly feel like that. Parenting is more about preventing those little fires before they even ignite. So what does that mean? 
That means that successful mom and dads curate the home environment whenever possible. It's not always possible, but whenever possible, and in such a way so that the probability for the arguments, for the whining, for the crankiness, for the rudeness, and for the outright obstinance is greatly reduced. Planning ahead by laying out the outfits on Sunday is a great way to make Monday morning smooth. And heck, you can even lay out your own outfits, right? When I was a teacher and had a place to go every morning, I laid out my outfits the prior night. I put out everything, not only the clothes, but the accessories too, because it eliminated decision fatigue in mornings, and it made me get out the door much quicker. So consider it. Make sure that laundry is done. And by done, I mean put away. Okay, we are moving right along to strategy number six, which is to look backwards while looking ahead. Okay, now what what on earth does that mean? That makes no sense. Look backwards while looking ahead. What I mean is to review the previous week. What went right and what went wrong? What is in your control that you can tweak so that the upcoming week runs smooth? Sunday is the perfect day to look ahead to all those potential scheduling snafus that may arise during the coming week. So do you have a meeting on Wednesday afternoon? If so, who is going to take the lead and meet the kids at the bus stop in case you are running late? Does your spouse have a scheduling conflict on Tuesday and can't bring your son to piano practice, let's say? Go ahead and iron out those issues well before you are stressed and overtaxed and overburdened, which you certainly will be in the moment if these scheduling issues are not figured out ahead of time. Now, my husband and I, we use Cozy Calendar, that's C-O-Z-I, by the way, (laughs) to stay on the same page. We like the free version. There's a paid version too, but we find that the free version works just fine for our needs. We like Cozy not only because the calendar is shared between us, So we can both look at it whenever we want on our phones. But most importantly for us is the shopping list is shared. So we can add to it and subtract from it throughout our individual days. Having a calendar and a shopping list that we both check in on multiple times throughout the week does a lot of this scheduling talk for us without us having to waste our time and our energy actually talking about it (laughs) one-on-one. So if you have a partner and you're not yet on a shared calendar that also has a shared shopping list, I suggest considering it. Okay, we are moving right along to action item number seven. It is to finish all the little jobs you did not get to during the week. Now, the keyword here is little jobs, not the gigantic ones. If you attempt to tackle all those gigantic to-do list items, you are going to be spending your Sunday miserable, my friend. Maybe you wanted to vacuum your car during the previous week, but you just didn't get to it. Do it on Sunday and get it done. That'll be 20 minutes of your life, and you will be infinitely happier every time you get into your car going forward (laughs) until your children dirty it again. (laughs) Do you have a hole to mend in your pants? (laughs) Just mend it. Again, that'll be 20 minutes tops and the task is complete. It is off your to-do list and you have just reduced your mental load as a result. When you stay on top of those little jobs, 
you create the mental space you need to tackle the bigger tasks. So said another way, instead of being bogged down by the little stuff, just get it done on Sunday so that you can move forward into the coming week without being held back. Okay, number eight, which also happens to be not only the simplest, but it's also one we've all heard before, but don't heed the advice. It is to go to bed early. Now stay with me here. There is no better feeling in this life than waking up and feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, right? There's no better feeling in the world than a good night's sleep. A good night's sleep is better than anything on television. Sleep is the miracle drug we have all been searching for but can't find. A good night's sleep reduces stress. It lowers blood pressure. It boosts immunity so we don't get sick. It helps you maintain your weight. A good night's sleep makes you feel sharper, more attentive, more focused, and just generally makes you a happier person to be around the following day. So if a good night's sleep is accessible to you, if you are infant-free and you're not up nursing or feeding, if you have no underlying sleep issues, take advantage of the wonder of a good night's sleep, my friend. (laughs) Go to bed early and start Monday off on the right side of the bed. I had to. I had to do that pun, right? Start Monday off on the right side of the bed. All right, so those are my eight action items for you that seasoned minimalists do every single Sunday. Really quick, we'll go through them one more time. On Sunday, you are emptying the inbox. You are performing household maintenance. You are meal planning and meal prepping. You are cooking a slow and enjoyable family dinner. You are making sure the laundry is done. You're looking backwards while you look ahead to the following week. You are finishing the little jobs. And finally, you are going to bed early. Now, everything we have talked about today, you can find in this week's show notes, which are at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 113. That's M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 113. Now, if you've been listening for a while and you haven't heard an eco tip lately, that's because I haven't gotten any (laughs) from you, my listeners, lately. So if you have an eco tip, a little trick, a little tip that makes your daily life a bit more eco-friendly, please reach out to me on social media or send me an email. Share the sustainable minimalist love. I will take your tip. I will put it on the airwaves so that the thousands and thousands of other listeners listening right now, can be a little bit more green. On next week's show, we are discussing how, why, and when our purchases backfire. I will see you then. Have an amazing week and take care.